Now it is time for our Slate Plus bonus segment, and I'm going to welcome in my colleague, writes about criminal justice. He does not write about sports, usually. It's Leon Nafak. Hello, Leon. Hi, Josh. You really have it all, Leon. You're a great guy. You're a great <laughs> reporter, except for the fact that you know jack shit about sports. Yeah, uh, Is that a fair characterization? Yeah, it's awful. So... Um, you came to me and said, how do I learn about the NBA? And so tell us kind of what your level of knowledge is, why you're interested now, and sort of what what we can do to best help you in your time of need. Well, I'll start at the beginning. I grew up in Chicago in the early 90s. Uh, well, no, that, that actually is true. I grew up in Chicago during the early 90s while the Bulls were the Bulls. And I don't know, I guess my family who had brought me over from Russia felt like sports were a thing that hooligans are interested in. And I was generally <laughs> discouraged from uh, caring about sports. I don't think I even knew the difference between Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson until somewhat later in life. Um, both great basketball players. Um, I have friends now who are obsessed with the NBA, and I love hanging out with them while they're watching the NBA. And I only do it like for a couple months a year during the playoffs. And for the rest of the year, I'm left out of their conversation, and I'm sad about it. So do you actually care about the NBA qua NBA? Like, are you interested in the sport? Like, do you find what you know about it? Do you find it interesting and you want to learn more? Or Absolutely. is this simply that you just feel left out? No, 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 no. Because I, every time, like it? No, because every, every, every time I read read something about it or every time I have a conversation with them where I get caught up, I, I enjoy it as much as I enjoy anything. Uh, I just find that every year I sort of am aware of the beginning of the season and I'm like, okay, this is going to be the year. Uh, you know, last year I started a, like, I made myself a Twitter list of people to follow who tweet about the NBA obsessively. And I looked at it for a while and then I stopped. And uh, this year I went to the first game of the season and then I haven't gone back for more. Um, I don't know. It just you only missed two games. I know, but I, I, I they play about three. <laughs> I just know what's going to happen. It just doesn't stick. I don't know. I just don't have the, the the bandwidth to like stay, you know, stay on top of it. Is it a bandwidth question, or is it a sort of a genetic make? Is your makeup what's the problem here? Nature nurture. Nature nurture. <laughs> yeah. Do you just not have the tools, the gift of sports? It really does. Just okay. Like I lack the gift. We're not judging because I I, I I I hear my friends like talking about it and i'm amazed at how much they can keep in their heads about this stuff like i I'm, I'm i'm friends with mark tracy who writes about college sports for the times and i was shocked recently to learn that he also does fantasy sports which made me think like how do you keep track of the real thing and that at the same time and uh, the fact that he can do both plus his job is just un un unfathomable to me well, right. it's, it's we need to stop. We need to stop listening to yeah. Leon and uh, and ask him questions. It's time for us to tell him what to do. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's Mike, here. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So there are a couple of avenues, the most common avenues into sports fandom, which were denied you by highbrow Russian parents who also didn't like <laughs> to let you listen to rap or rock music. That's true. They've, of course, created an excellent journalist. But uh, you, 
there is the generational one. You root which you root for the team, usually the home team that your parents root for, or that uh, some mentor-like figure has rooted for. That has been denied you. There was a time to root for the uh, Bulls, but even if you did, then you're not going to want to now. They're not very good. I don't think we go generational. There's the you follow one player, you get obsessed with one player, and you follow him into the NBA, or you glom onto him if he's a Jeremy Lin type um, early on. You're not. Uh, of Taiwanese extraction. Maybe Jeremy Lin wouldn't be the best one. You mentioned you're from Moscow. Uh, you know, Alexei Shved, no longer in the league. Timofey Moskov plays on the West Coast. I don't think that that's a great connection. But then you mentioned fantasy sports, and I know you're analytical by nature. And so what I would recommend you do, it might not be past time, is to co-own a fantasy team with a informed participant and follow that way and then because you have some skin in the game and also you can analyze this based on numbers i think that would get you into basketball if you followed via your fantasy team i'm going to go with a little more simplistic approach which is buy a jersey buy a piece of clothing a cap (laughs) pair of socks Something, but I'd be a poser. That's like the definition of a poser—the guy who wears the shirt. I know, I know, but that will at least, but that will force you Mm -hmm. to then shed the skin of the poser and actually try to thank you, try to uh, understand the game better. Really, I've done one better than that. I've actually gone to games. Yeah, well, maybe what you need to do is you're seeing the most rarefied form of basketball. Maybe you need to go down to West Fourth Street or Foster Park in Brooklyn. And watch our. Well, I've been to the Barclays game. Center to watch the Nets. Does that count as? <laughs> That's <laughs> not that rarefied. <laughs> so the part that really gets me is that you aren't even willing to commit to the level of having the basketball people on Twitter in your regular Twitter feed. You have them like segregated into a separate list. <laughs> you got to get at least that much skin in the game where you put the like. Yeah. Well, I followed the hundred in people. Your That's a lot. Feed. Come on, dude. Just like follow like network, follow like some of people who like. Wait, you made a list of 100 people to follow on Twitter about basketball? Yeah. That is an incredible. You're you're just hurting yourself. Scale back. There's like a there's like free Darko there. The guys from that there's network who writes for the ringer. There's this huge kind of contingent of people who live in like the nexus between pop culture and basketball. basketball. And you're like really into hip hop. You're really into music. And there's all sorts of synergies and connections there. And I feel like that is a natural affinity that you have is to find those people. You know, Shea Serrano is another guy who's who wrote the rap yearbook, who also writes about basketball for The Mm -hmm. Ringer. Like seek out those people who like. It sounds like you're taking a policy wonk approach to learning about basketball and what you need to step back and do a more global yeah all those all those people on twitter what you've done is you've committed to cervantes in the original spanish without first getting the rosetta Mm -hmm. stone uh books on tape yeah right yeah i mean you're you're setting yourself up to fail you're like taking all the things that you like that you don't like about sports and trying to force yourself to like them instead of finding a natural entry point and finding because there is the reason I think that you're friends and that you're interested in basketball is that it is such at such an interesting cultural moment and position in the U.S. And yep. so you don't need to look at it as like this is, uh, you know, 
dudes throwing a ball into a basket. And like, even though I don't like that, I have to like train myself to like yeah. it. You're like, this is it's not uh, a thesis topic, <clears throat> dude. Yeah. It's like, you know, just get a seat next to Drake at, uh, at the Raptors <laughs> games and you guys would have other things to talk about. Uh, no, I, I, I completely agree with you guys. I, don't, I think I don't appreciate, approach it as a thesis topic. I mean, like when my friends are, are, are talking about this stuff, they are talking about it at the like cultural level, not at the, like the stats level. Uh, and that's the part that's fun for me. Maybe what well, maybe a good recommendation is that you glom onto a player. Now you're. I think new, Russell Westbrook actually to interrupt. Yeah, that's all. I was going to say West, I was going to say Westbrook or Harden because you can't take one of the Warriors because that's already an no. ecosystem, and you don't want LeJame, LeBron James because that's cliched, and you can't take a Nick because there's a lot of. Uh, baggage there and they're all going to get hurt anyway and maybe jeremy lynn although everyone around you is going to be talking that i would say westbrook or harden yeah that's my assignment and they're easy to and, and they're, they're all... easy to follow because they're scorers like what they do there's not much subtlety to their game they score a lot they shoot a lot or find a find a lesser player that you can become passionate about own a mm-hmm. guy no no, no. it's it's going to be we got to go westbrook. it's going to be westbrook all right okay. so this You've is what decided that for well, him it's yeah gonna be westbrook? we'll have you back on in like a month or two here's what okay. you do Read, like, everything you can about Westbrook. He's already okay. had two triple-doubles in the first three games. But you don't have to read, like, he's... 100 stories. you got to read, like, three. But he's probably going <laughs> to be the MVP this year. And if you read about Westbrook, you can get into all the kind of big stories about the NBA because Durant left the Thunder and he's on yep. the Warriors now. He's also this fashion plate um, who's considered mm-hmm. by some to be, like, incredibly surly um, and unlikable by others to be this kind of – fascinating super compelling figure so you can get into like the debates about personality you can get into kind of the storyline of the season and you can probably be following the guy who's going to be putting up the best numbers in the league so why don't you try that this sounds we'll right. see how you do in a couple of months and maybe get uh credentialed for when the uh when the thunder come through brooklyn mm-hmm and yeah. do a story and, and, and maybe and maybe definitely ask him a question about about Duran and see what see what he says and maybe oh, no, Google, some no thought of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Google yeah. some images of uh, of Westbrook at a, at a news conference and buy the same outfit <laughs> <laughs> I think it's above my price point um, I'll tell you that, that this sounds right in part because the moment last year that uh, made me like the most jealous of my friends uh, for having this thing in common is when one of them wrote a piece for Vice Sports about uh, a Japanese woman who draws cartoons uh, or who drew cartoons last year of uh, Durant and Westbrook. Um, and they are the loveliest cartoons. And I look at them and I'm like, I don't really get why these are so great. <laughs> I I really enjoyed this segment because I get to tell you what to do. That was fun for me. <laughs> you uh, always get to tell thank me what you. to do. Uh, like on, on tape <laughs> in front of other people. Uh, Leon, thank you for joining us. Thanks yeah, for the I look advice. Forward to hear, I look forward to hearing if this works. Thank you. And Slate Plus members uh, will be back next week in our continuing series of uh, me telling people what to do. <laughs> Talk to you later.